0: It's Wake Up Wyoming, with Glenn Woods.
1: 6.06
2: the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming, and happy 307 day. I had no idea. Cheesehead is in Judah, Wyoming. Now, when my sister first visited Wyoming, she was looking around, what's the 307 everywhere? Why do I see signs everywhere 307? Bumper stickers, 307. T-shirts, ass. Well, that's the area code for Wyoming. The entire state, 307. Most people around the country don't live like that most people around the country live in areas where they have multiple area codes for throughout the state or even their city for that matter but in wyoming the whole state 307 well today's date is march the 7th yeah so 307 there you go happy day well if colorado can have their 420 thing we can have our 307 thing right Alright, so for those people in the know, happy 307 today. Okay, let's get this underway.
3: Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being cancelled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate.
2: This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Several people already this morning before I even got started. I'm mean, going to see as usual really early, and people are sending me notes. Hey, how about that Tucker Carlson thing? Yeah, that was pretty impressive. So what happened was Tucker Carlson... Of Fox News, of course, got a hold of a bunch of videotape. He was handed a bunch of videotape of the January sixth—you can call it riot, encouragements, whatever—at the Capitol. What Liz Cheney was all upset about, and Tucker and his crew just started going through. I mean, many hours—forty-four thousand hours of video. Now you know, of course, thing didn't last forty-four thousand hours. But there's cameras all over the place. That's what it adds up to being. Story I have in front of me. Fox News' Tucker Carlson was given access to more than 44,000 hours of video from the deadly insurrection of January 6, 2021. And after only three weeks of calling through the video, Carlson believes he's blown up kaboom. Several lies the American public has been fed because, as always with the news media... They put forward a narrative of what they want you to see, and those are only the videos you're allowed to see. And when you watch January 6 on television, it's the same short video clips shown to you over and over and over again. Well, what about the rest of it, right? In the first of his episodes about January 6, Tucker displayed a video that basically blows up the narrative of the day the Democrats claim was worse than 9/11. The video he exposed, you know, the guy who wears, was where he got his face painted, he has the American flag, and he has like the buffalo horns and all of that. Okay. I was watching that this morning. He did not break into the Capitol. The door was open for him. And he went around the Capitol wanting to get into the, well, basically, on the floor of the House of Representatives. And there's a couple of Capitol Police officers with him and they're walking around, talking together, having a conversation. And those officers are trying to help him get in. They tried a couple of doors that were locked. They eventually found one was open. A officer opened the door and he went in. Okay, so the story in front of me. Tucker set up and knocked down three stories that have persisted since the riot at the capitol building exhibit a jacob chansley whom carlson chose to highlight first he is in federal prison for being uh where would they call him the Kwanan shaman i think is how they were saying well the video again the guy with the buffalo horns and all that video shows he wasn't an out of control rioter. every time you see a picture of him He's in his costume and howling. Well, again, you see him very politely talking to officers and they're escorting him around very nicely and politely. The video shows he was escorted by Capitol Police through the Capitol Building on January 6th. And again, they were having conversations. He and the officers were very polite to each other the officers even tried doors to help him in. they aren't um, they really didn't have any of this evidence that I'm talking about now you can watch the video it's out all over the place right now. None of this was offered up at this guy's trial. He's now going to spend about four years in prison for this but he should go back with this video now in front of the judge and say, okay, hold on, because he has reason to. Let's take a look at what really I look like at the Capitol. Because again, every time you see a picture of this guy, he's howling in his costume. So people considered him to be a violent offender. At no time was he ever. He was walking around talking to people and even with officers. Most of the people who entered the Capitol in the video, We're actually, there's a few people who did damage, broke windows, stuff like that. Those people need to be dealt with. But the rest of the people, officers stood by and even helped as uh, protesters from outside walked through the Capitol in lines following the velvet ropes and all of that. Carlson noted that the January 6th committee was full of liars. He even mentioned Liz Cheney in that one. He said it wasn't an armed insurrection, not when you watch this video, he used Exhibit B, the murder of a murder of a Capitol police officer. Who was it murdered? And and Democrats keep trying to push that narrative. They murdered a police officer. No, they didn't. Video shows that officer, Trump supporters, uh, and many other officers walking through the officers and the insurrectionists walking through the Capitol. And, again, the officers helping them out, giving tours. Officers were giving tours. No police were killed by rioters. Never-before-seen video, the story says, revealed by Ray Epps, widely believed to have had, um, let me see, uh, at 2, 12 p.m., he sent a text to his nephew claiming to have helped orchestrated a breach in the Capitol. Okay, the video shows he was still in the Capitol, and the video was available to show the committee that he was lying okay so many of the things that was said in front of the january 6 committee you watch the video and you listen to what was said during the january 6 committees and you realize a lot of the testimony does not match what you clearly see in the video or videos i should say the story says sadly though given unfettered access uh, they said there was no answers about um, uh, someone who was shot to death in the Capitol at the time. Uh, so we, I want to see video on what happened there. But okay, you get the idea. This is the first video release that Carlson has on this. And it's why I always have major trust issues because it's what we're told, and then you watch the video and you think, well, that's not what I was told that happened. You know, I was told that these people kicked the doors and windows. And yes, there were some doors and windows broken. And it was a small group of people who should be dealt with because they broke stuff. But the majority of people were let in by Capitol Police and given tours. And they walked in lines and walked around the Capitol and looked at stuff. And again, this guy wearing this elaborate costume, always seen in howling mode... You watch him on video as he's with a couple of officers, and they're politely talking and just walking around the Capitol. And he asked to go see the House of Representatives, and they take him there. They open the door for him. So this is why oftentimes in life I have major trust issues. I want to know now that this is being released bit by bit by Tucker Carlson. So what happens next? I don't expect any of the other news outlets across the board to cover this at all unless they want to find a way to try to discredit it they're not going to cover this at all i honestly don't think so and what happens to the january 6th committee it'd be nice not the republicans are in charge of the house is if they have their own committee meetings and bring these videos out although remember the january 6th committee some of those hearings were carried on all the networks right would all the networks carry a hearing Showing the rest of the video? 616 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: Coming up next, Glen Woods. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030, K2 Radio.
2: 620 is the time, and 307 is the date. So happy 307 day. All right, so I'm not going to go, unless you got something else, a whole lot more into what was on Tucker Carlson last night with the video, capital video, from cameras all over the place on January 6th, which the story that you've heard and what you see in the video are very different. Especially, again, the guy in the costume with the buffalo horns and headdress and makeup on his face and all that. being just chatting with a couple of officers, being escorted around. He asked to go see the House of Representatives. They take him there. They open the door for him. So uh, there's a lot going on in these videos, which just flies in the face of what you've been heard before. And this is just this first small release from Carlson. He's got a lot more to release. And what's going to be interesting to me is to hear, uh, well, first off, what we don't hear, news outlets that just choose to ignore this altogether. But then also... It's going to be kind of fun to watch those who want to stick to the original narrative, the kinds of stories they come up with and yeah, what they try to do to discredit this. To me, that's always really entertaining. My advice is the video is being released little by little. You can just go watch the whole thing for yourself and just decide for yourself. Jude and Casper. Tarko was wrong on one thing. Uh, the Ashley Babbitt's murder was caught on video and Millie Weaver has a footage. Okay. I didn't know about that, but okay. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. Do you think, Drew, that just to see as video is released little by little by Tucker Carlson, and you can actually see what happened that does slap down the narrative that you've been fed so far what's the reaction going to be by those people who want to keep that original narrative? CW and Cheyenne. In part of that video, you can see the infamous howling shot being filmed on the balcony above the house chamber. Oh yeah. In fact, there's several pictures where he howls. It seemed to be when he knew he had, and the whole point of his getup, the outfit, it's a uh, theater essentially, you know, it's, People who like to protest by making a statement, call it theatrics, art. And so whenever he knew that cameras were on him, he would go ahead and howl away like that, which made for some really sensational pictures, which is what he was after. Unfortunately, the narrative was fed that, well... Um, obviously he's uh, an attacker. He he busted into the place and he was violent and attacked. But you watch the video. That's why he's in prison right now. And will he's supposed to be in prison for four years because obviously he broke into the place and he was violent. Why, look at him howl. Then you watch the video where a couple of officers are escort escorting him around the Capitol and opening doors for him. Oh, you want to see the House of Representatives? This way, let's go. And they open the door. They help him in. He even says, he even thanks the officers because he got up on the podium where the Speaker of the House stands and thanked the officers for helping him out. That's in the video too. So I would say just forget what I say, forget what the media says. As this video is getting released, most of this video doesn't have any sound to it. And in many cases, you're gonna hear commentators Right. I would say do what I did is just turn the video on as it pops up around YouTube and so on and just watch and see what you see for yourself and then just decide for yourself what you think is going on usually the best way to do it because media outlets that do respond to this are going to bring on their commentators and you're going to have to hear all sorts of nonsense out of them that's why oftentimes I like to just watch stuff without the commentators just what do i see and i'll go ahead and make up my mind for myself this is just the beginning of it i guess to uh, i don't know how he's going to release it little by little i guess is there more tonight i'm not sure but this is also a good idea not just because there's a lot of it and tucker has just an hour show every night but let's take a, a cue from andrew breitbart he was brilliant at this breitbart when he was still around if he found something really damning, he would release a piece of it and let the news media scoff at it. And then whatever they said, he would release the next piece to prove that wrong. And so they would come up with a different narrative to explain whatever the story was away. And so he would wait, because he knew what the media was gonna say next. So he would release the next piece to prove that wrong. Little by little, that also kept it in the news too, as he kept releasing these little pieces. And those people who are trying to dismiss whatever the story was, after a while, they just start looking foolish because piece after piece after piece comes out proving them wrong again and again and again. That was a typical Andrew Breitbart technique. For getting that not just the politicians but the news media who like pushing a particular narrative here's the video here's the audio see it for yourself hear it for yourself then go listen to what you're hearing from those people who are pushing a particular narrative on you and you decide for yourself that's what Breitbart was all about and was funny to me and they're gonna do the same thing with Tucker Carlson is those people who want to push a particular narrative are not going to really, in most cases, they're not gonna to respond to what they see in the video. They're gonna go after Tucker because they did that with Breitbart. Whenever Breitbart released videos, damning video, they would always go after Breitbart. And the same thing, James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Every time O'Keefe exposed something big, really big, They would never, those, again, who want to maintain a narrative, would never go after what he released, the evidence, the video, the audio. They would never answer that. They would attack James O'Keefe. Well, that's changing the subject and avoiding the issue, which is a typical tactic for someone who's completely lost in argument, is you go ahead and change the subject, and go after the person who's proven them wrong. They do that, this is very typical of of people in general, when they find themselves cornered on an argument. Well, we might as well go after the person's character. Watch in court, lawyers do that. When a lawyer is losing his case, he starts with the character assassination to try to discredit the person that he's losing to whether it's discrediting the person accused of a crime or discrediting discrediting the lawyer himself, whatever they can think to do, which, again, is changing the subject and getting people to pay attention. It's like a magician trick. Watch this hand over here. Don't pay attention to what you just saw over there. So that's what I expect to see out of the next uh, few weeks as more and more of these videos are released. Now, again, Carlson doesn't just do it. I don't think he's necessarily following the Breitbart news model but more like he has an hour-long show so he's got to put a lot take out commercials it's less than that so he's got to do what he can in each and every less than an hour until he gets the whole thing out which is good we're gonna see this piece by piece by piece all right again my advice turn the sound off Forget the commentators. Watch the video for yourself. Come to your own conclusions about what you think is going on. Okay. Compare that to what you've been told up to now. And you decide if we have a legitimate case here or not. Coming up on 630, local news coming your way right after local news. Update on your weather forecast. Oh, would you like to own your own Wyoming missile silo? There's a, a really affordable missile silo for sale. I'll tell you how you can go ahead and take a look at it. The price is reasonable. I mean, seriously reasonable. wake up my own.
0: on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at
2: 888-97-WOODS. 6.36 the time. It's Wake Up Point My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So how would you like to own your own missile silo right here in the state of Wyoming? This is actually affordable. And I know someone who went to look at the property and put a bid on it Okay, so let's see. And, and this would just be so cool. Your own missile silo right outside of Chugwater, just to the east of Chugwater. So I'm thinking it's got to be up in that plateau area. They're asking for a 1.6 acre lot, about 60 grand. Now you might think 60 grand for a hole in the ground. Yes, former missile silo. Now, when you look at the picture of this thing, you're not looking at big buildings above ground. There isn't a building above ground. What it looks like now is there's a fence around it, square, right? Not Doesn't look like a particularly high fence. The realtors said, like Zillow and some other realtors in the area, said, well, we'll go ahead and get a better picture for you when we're able to drive up there. Because you know what the snow's like up there right now. But just picture a chain-link fence with some barbed wire at the top, and it makes a box around this piece of property. There's no building there, and that's what you see from above ground. It's what's underground that counts. So the story I have up on the Wake Up Wyoming site, Ms. Mary will alert it out at some point here, including a map that you can click on and zoom into to take a look at this. See, $60,000, 1.6 acre lot, Near Chugwater, Wyoming. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's one photo of the property that I have so far for you. And then what you do with the hole in the ground after that is completely up to you. Could come in handy during a zombie apocalypse or whatever else you think is coming our way. Very isolated, but Chugwater is real close by. And to me, Chugwater, while it doesn't have a lot in the town of Chugwater, it's an adorable little town. Zillow, an online realtor, listed it this way. If you're looking for a different kind of investment, here it is. This 1.6-acre property is home to a buried missile silo surrounded by open fields. There is currently a well on the property, and the electricity to the property it's all fenced in. More pictures to come, weather permits. So, again, I know someone who did try to bid on that property. No deals have been made yet. So uh, I think the only downside to this, which is probably the low $60,000 price, the only downside is thermal nuclear missile not included. So you have your missile silo, but the missile's not included. Now, once again, I'll have to take a look at – and I've seen them before – I might actually add this to the article. What exactly did these missile silos look like underground? Is it just the hole? Or are there places to live and work under there? I've seen people who have watched videos of people who've taken missile silos and made them into multi-story homes with a little spiral staircase going down the center or something like that but it's a multi-layered home underground. There's certainly enough room in there to do something like that. It just depends on what you wanted to do with the property. And when you take a look at what's on top, that area, the plateau above Chugwater is a beautiful area. So, it, there wouldn't I think it'd be any problem with living up there. When it got really snowy, I can understand. And w- we're well, really windy, you don't have to worry about the wind you're underground. I do wonder, though, if you get enough snow on top of that thing, that means your roof is covered with snow. How do you get out? I don't know. This is where I'm hoping to see some more pictures of the thing. In fact, now that I have the address and all of that, when it's clear enough up there, it's just about impossible to get to it right now because of all the snow. Think about that if you're going to go buy it. But some people would like the idea that it's hard to get to if If they're worried about you know the zombie apocalypse or whatever the heck they're worried about, but what do you do in the wintertime when the thing really gets buried, and you know it's one thing to have snow on your roof, you can still in most cases, open your front door. But what do you do when your roof is your front door? How do you get up and out of that? That's what I want to know. Is this a seasonal home? Do you make a home out of it? Do you do something else? Do you just use it for storage? for 1.6 acres is not a bad idea. The hole in the ground is certainly attractive if you know how to build that sucker out. What I'm going to do is find some pictures of what these silos look like underneath. Is it just the hole? Is there more to it? And what other people have done with silos, because there are people out there who have made silos into
0: homes. 6.42 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. This- Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Listen anywhere and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio.
2: Six forty-eight. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Frank, I want to get your reaction to this. Okay. So I found a listing. For a missile silo for sale just east of Chugwater, Wyoming, up there in the Plateau area. Just $60,000, but would you like to own your own missile silo? I've heard that
4: people have moved into those before. Yes, I yes. think the ones that were um, Atlas. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean they're some of the originals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess for 60 grand
2: sure thermal nuclear device not included no no
1: no no no, no. Okay. you, you got to provide Just, your own yeah. heat
2: yeah right the only thing i wonder about is the realtors involved here they took a picture, but there's snow up there and we will get a better picture when we can get closer to it which means like, it's one thing when there's snow on your roof but you can still go out your front door mm-hmm. but when your front door is your roof right yeah, so what then? I I would want to build, like, a structure on top. Like, put a nice little, you know, house up there. So people are like, oh, what a nice little house. But then... And you uh, never know what's in the basement. That's right. There's a hidden entrance down to the silo, which i got to figure out how far down do those suckers go. And then I've seen pictures and videos of people who make multiple floors out of these things. Hmm yeah
4: this could really be good i think that could be a whole lot of fun is this probably right outside of Chugwater? where it's on this little plateau and yes. you can't really see it yeah from the interstate right
2: you oh. can't see it from the interstate okay now there is one jim from casper possible downside might still be targeted by russia <laughs> if they you know I'd, if, if we ever got into a war with them,
4: uh, is is that one still targeted by? Uh, oh, I, uh, I think I so. I my my son used to work at Quebec One. Oh yeah. Um, that's the that's the control area, right? You know, for the, those missile things. Yep. You know, he said, uh, "What at the time? I mean, we we launched one of those over there. It'll take like a half an hour to get there." Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and and, and your phone, your right. current phone. Yes, has more brain power than than we're running those things. Right. Yeah. Now, what I want to know is, I I see that sign
2: for Quebec One as I head down the interstate, but I'm never really down there when they're open. I want to take a tour of that, which you can. So, what I think is, so Quebec One was the facility where they would launch these things. Yeah, that was the control thing. It was like spokes. So the one in Chugwater is probably just a big hole in the ground. For right now, yeah. Yeah, so you would have to go in and build out the different layers.
4: Well, you know what? You can have a... It it literally, Glenn, will be a man cave.
2: Exactly.
4: Literally. All right, and then women's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowgirls won their first-round game in the Mountain West Tournament last night in Las Vegas, beating San Jose State 72-57. Cowgirls are the uh, second seed in the tournament. They picked up their 21st win of the year. San Jose State has won four in a row, but came into the game with a record of 7-24. and Melina Peterson had a career-high 24 points for Wyoming. Allison Ferdy contributed 13 points and 11 rebounds. Now, tonight for the Cowgirls, it's Border War Round 3. They'll take on Colorado State at 8.30 tonight. Should be an interesting game in the semifinals as CSU is the third seed in the conference tournament. The Wyoming Cowboys will take on New Mexico in the Mountain West tournament tomorrow. Pokes are 9-21 on the year. New Mexico, after starting the year 14-0, totally collapsed with a record of 8-10 in league play, but they are in 21-10 overall. That's a 5 p.m. start from Vegas. We'll have that 41 K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Junior college basketball, the region nine tournaments will start on Thursday. The Casper College men will host this year's tournament and they are the number one seed from the north. They'll take on Lamar at 7 p.m. on Thursday. The LCCC men from Cheyenne will play Western Nebraska at 5 p.m. on Thursday. The Region Night Women's Tournament will be in Scotts Bluff. The Casper College women are number the number one seed from the North, and they're ranked 15th in the country. They'll play NJC at 2.30 on Thursday. The LCCC women will play Otero at 12.30 on Thursday, and those tournaments will run through Saturday. The State 3A and 4A high school basketball tournaments will begin on Thursday in Casper in the 4A boys bracket. Those first round games will be at the Trona County High School. Cheyenne East will play Jackson in the, round, in the first round at noon. Star Valley and Campbell County at 1.30. Riverton versus Laramie at 4.30. And Thunder Basin plays Cody at 9. The 4A girls first round also at NC. Green River and Sheridan start things off at 9 a.m. on Thursday. Thunder Basin and Kelly Walsh at 10.30. Cheyenne East and Star Valley at 4.30. And Cody meets Campbell County at 6. The 3A games in the first round on Thursday will be at the Ford Center for the boys. Lyman and Wheatland at noon. Douglas and Level at 1:30. Buffalo will play Paul at 7:30. The late game on Thursday at 9 p.m. will have Worland taking on Torrington. On um, the 3A girls side of the Ford center on Thursday, Douglas and Paul at nine. Lyman and Torrington at 10:30. Pine Dale will meet Newcastle at 4:30 and at 6 p.m. Buffalo will meet Mountain View. Semifinals of the 3A and 4A tournament will be on Friday, and the finals will be on Saturday.
2: That's when do these kids ever go to school? They're always out there playing sports. Well,
4: no, uh, you got to bring your books with you? Okay. Well, I mean, that's, 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 part, that's, thing. that's part of the deal. Well, here's I the should deal, hope though. so. Okay.
2: If you're going to different high schools around Wyoming for sporting events on the bus, you have plenty of time to study.
4: Yeah, well, well and sometimes in your, in your hotel room, sure, you, know, you yeah. can get like a little conference room and everyone sit down. And, yeah. I, mean, I mean, that that's part of the deal.
2: Yeah, so it's like a two and a half hour drive there, two and a half hour drive back. There was plenty of time to study for the test.
4: Right, yeah. and you can study right on your phone. Oh, these days, sure. Kids
2: don't sure, need to carry all Sure, they're studying these on your phone, yeah. Bring your phone with you. Just sit there and do it. <laughs> all right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on, okay, I just sent to Miss Mary, i have not just some pictures of this silo just east of Chugwater up in the plateau that's for sale this missile silo but i found a video put together by a realtor of the missile silo yeah we're putting all that together right now i'll keep you up to date this is this is a fun story to watch it's wake up my own Thanks to time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenwood. Thanks for joining me. It is a Tuesday. Coming up at 8.20, so a little over an hour from now, it's going to be kind of fun. We've had him on once before. Author C.J. Box has his latest novel out called Stormwatch, a Joe Pickett novel. So he'll be on for a few minutes. And I have his latest book in hardcover, which Miss Mary and I were saying, hey, might have to give this sucker away after we're done interviewing him. All right. what's the phone number? Eight 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 ninety seven. woods Latest credibility crisis. Now, the first hour of the program, I went through what Tucker Carlson was showing last night on Fox News, all sorts of video from the January 6th, as they're calling it, insurrection into the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., and it shows a lot of things that you were told were, was not happening including the guy who's wearing the Buffalo headdress, his face all painted. You always see him howling, being just, you know, walk around by the police. They're just talking and they're opening doors for him. And, you know, all sorts of things like this that the media and those on the January 6th committee told you didn't happen. You can see the videos for yourself. More of that's going to come out. Then there's this headline I have for you. Credibility crisis. CNN boss ordered staff not to chase down COVID lab leak theory as the pandemic unfolded. So this is the whole idea that uh, COVID came from a lab in Wuhan they were working on the idea of, uh, well, taking a virus and altering it, gain of function, you know, what they call it. And it got out. That's where it came from. So Okay, the story in front of me says CNN has long referred to itself as the most trusted name in news. (coughs) Sure. And famously launched the Facts First campaign during the Trump era. But like many others, that statement fell by the wayside for many reasons, but also this whole lab leak story. In recent days, the theory that COVID originated from lab leak at the Wuhan Institute of Virology has been embraced by the FBI director and others, and a bombshell report came from the US Energy Department and others in government itself. All right, but in the early months of the pandemic, CNN president, Jeff Zucker, would not allow his network to chase down that story because he believed It was a Trump talking point. Now, here's the thing about news. If you really are interested in news and in the truth of it, if something like that pops up, you should send reporters out to find out, is that true or not? Don't shut it down because, well, you know, Trump said it, therefore it can't be true, and just shut it down. Actually go out and do some investigation that's what reporters are supposed to be doing but it didn't fit zucker's narrative so he shut it down before anyone investigated it quote people are slowly waking up to from the fog an insider told fox news digital kind of a uh, crazy we didn't chase it harder throughout zucker's tenure the story says as cnn chief he pulled what was once widely seen as a straight news organization into an anti-Trump operation. So it doesn't matter what the truth is or what information you need to know, that's not what he thinks the role of CNN should be. CNN, the story says, been over backwards to knock down what former President Trump and members of his administration said uh, was a leading credible lab leak theory as to where COVID came from. March 28, 2020, CNN's Oliver Darcy published a story headline, here's how to debunk coronavirus misinformation and conspiracy theories from friends and family. And he offered advice for those pesky loved ones who don't believe the mainstream media narrative. How dare you think for yourself? While the, this is a quote, while the coronavirus pandemic was isolated Family and friends inside their homes. It is in many cases increased online over phone communication with loved ones, Darcy wrote. So, in other words, information is one thing to have with family and friends at home, but when people get online or over the phone, here comes the misinformation. Quote, but in some cases, relatives and friends share poor information, whether it's uh, bad science related, how to prevent the virus, debunking rumors about cities being on lockdown, conspiracy theories about the origin and on and on. It goes like this. Darcy comes as CNN was one of uh, one of the mainstream outlets to declare the lab leak theory utterly preposterous. Well, what about now? I want to know what CNN's doing now. Well, I don't watch that much. I gave up on all the major news networks a long time ago. CNN host Fareed Zakaria once said, the far right has now found its own virus conspiracy theory while discussing the lab leak. February 18, 2020, CNN published the facts first explanation of claims made by Tom Cotton, Republican Arkansas, one of the early supporters of the lab leak theory. CNN insisted it's possible, yet unlikely, that the lab was connected to the start of the outbreak, citing infectious disease experts in lab leak theory. I have seen no one provide any solid information to support that theory. I think at this point you can draw a line through it and say it didn't happen. CNN anchor John Voss called Cotton Theory Misinformation. CNN headline April 2020, reading nearly 30% of the U.S. believes a coronavirus theory. Uh, that's almost certainly not true. Quote, Its origin is up for debate, but it wasn't made in a lab, says CNN at the time. May 5th, 2020, CNN published an analysis since uh, it was Chris I think is how you pronounce his name, who's since been laid off from the network. Anthony Fauci just crushed Donald Trump's theory on coronavirus. Now, here's a quote. Now we play the game of he said, uh, she said, only one of these two people, the world renowned infectious disease expert or Donald Trump, can be correct. So you see how CNN continues to do this. 2021, ex CDC director. Robert Redfield, a virologist by trade, told CNN he believed the coronavirus escaped from a Wuhan lab but was promptly dismissed. CNN's Dr. uh, Sanjay told viewers that the World Health Organization feels the lab leak theory was unlikely. The Twitter account for CNN's since canceled New Day even framed the theory of lacking clear evidence. Chris Cuomo, who was CNN's biggest star at the time. You you remember all the lab leak theory he tried to debunk, right? Okay. Now, Jim Acosta, now a left-wing weekend anchor who served as CNN chief White House reporter at the time, was mocked for declaring uh, Trump referred to the virus as, um, well, calling it the China virus. They said that was xenophobic. Okay. Okay. But now more and more information comes out, including people in government, like an FBI director, saying, you know, actually, it did come from there. And as more evidence and more people step forward, my question is, so what does CNN do now? And what do we think of their fact checkers now? And should I trust an organization that dismisses something Without bothering to look into it, you know the answer to that. Seven fifteen, the time. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at eight 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 ninety seven Woods.
2: is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, yesterday I touched on this story at the end of the program, but I wanted to spend a little more time on it. And I wrote an article upon this on the Wake Up Wyoming website. So you might have heard in the news a couple of guys who are in this country illegally. They're illegally in this country, and they had guns. And they were in Nebraska, and they got hungry, and so they shot a bald eagle and were going to cook it. Yeah, some people heard the commotion the guys looked kind of suspicious anyway officers were sent out they were arrested for this and charged so let's take a look at let's see i now i don't know are they going to be charged for being here illegally for being in the country illegally and having guns i don't know but as far as killing the in the bald eagle Wounding or killing an eagle can result in a fine of up to $100,000 and one year in prison for that first offense. Hmm. The second violation is a felony and carries a heftier punishment. Interesting. Unless you kill the bird with a wind turbine. Then you're fine. That's what got me about yesterday's stories. Because I'm reading the story about these guys who kill this bird because they're hungry oh look there's an eagle they shoot it and now they're going to you know pull all the feathers off dress it whatever however you do all that i don't know i've never cooked and eaten bald eagle i don't know how this is done so they go ahead and start preparing the bird now they're in trouble because they killed it they're intending to eat it now what if instead they had erected a wind turbine yeah, and then the bird got hit by that and killed. Would that be illegal? I guess you would have to talk about intent. Why did you erect the wind turbine? To produce electricity or to kill birds? Now, as I posted many times before, and I do have on the article here on the Wake Up Wyoming site, so if you have a wind farm and there are golden eagles, bald eagles, and very rare birds in general, flocks of birds and so you can get a permit to kill so many birds a year that's acceptable, that's okay. But if you go out there with a gun and kill the bird, that's not okay, hmm, interesting, why? Why wouldn't it be that just killing an eagle is bad? Right? I, why wouldn't it just be that? You killed an eagle, that's bad. Especially if you're putting up something that you know will kill the birds now it's one thing i one time was driving down a road in florida back highway in florida and there was some roadkill and an eagle decided to go after the roadkill and he just timed it wrong because as he's swooping down to grab some here i come down the road with my car and he pulls up the wingspan completely covered my windshield he came up right in the middle of my windshield any closer he would have been through my windshield that was a very close call now, if I had killed the bird at the time, that would have been considered an accident. You know, the bald eagle's fault. He hit me, for that matter. You know, so I wouldn't have gotten in trouble for that. But let's say I had intentionally hit an eagle with my car. I don't know how you'd do that, but let's say I did. That's intent. Now I'm in trouble, right? All right. What if I go ahead and put something up in my on my property that is a danger to rare birds? I know it's a danger to rare birds, but I'm gonna build this structure anyway. Do you think I'd get in trouble for that? I bet you I would, because those people who are in the oil industry, they go ahead and build structures like that the time. and they're told we find one dead bird on your property, pal. They get me in trouble for that, really big trouble. But again, put up a wind farm, you gotta pass. And that was the Obama administration that started actually handing out 30-year moratoriums. Moratoriums? Well, permits, I guess. 30 years. And you're allowed to kill X number of birds. Going back into the story, I see. It was uh, November 23, 2013. A Wyoming wind farm just outside of Casper is fined by the federal government for killing a golden eagle Eagle Desk to Duke Energy. they had to pay $1 million for birds killed. And that's when the Obama administration said, wow, that's just going to destroy the wind turbine industry. So instead, they go, went ahead and gave permits for wind farms to be able to kill birds and bats. So Wyoming, building large wind farms, energy companies... Eager to take advantage, the story says, of federal green energy subsidies are still putting up wind turbines at a frantic pace, with many of them being right in the Golden Eagle's prime hunting and nesting territory. It's estimated that a 100 of the birds have died in turbine blades in the past few years. It's only going to get worse because they keep putting up more wind farms. That, according to the Associated Press. And... Uh, so-called environmental groups, like Wild Earth Guardians, go ahead and give wind turbines a pass as well. All because, well, we have to save the planet, you know. But still, if you go out with a gun and you kill one of these birds, now you're in trouble. Birds, let's face it, they're annoying, they're everywhere. Filling the skyways and dropping their little droppings on our automobiles, on our homes and causing billions of dollars of damage every single year. Eating gardens right down to the nub, including the seeds and of course, we've all seen Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. Yes, birds cost the American economy billions of dollars every year in damage and billions of dollars to our economy by slowing down traffic at airports and even bringing down planes by Flying into the engines. So, how do we rid the skyways of these pesky creatures? We've found a way. Windmills are the answer. Yes, environmentally friendly because they don't use pesticides. Massive churning windmill blades bring down birds by the hundreds every single day. And thanks to Barack Obama's incentives and subsidies, windmill farms are now popping up around the country. Last year alone, we killed over half a million of these pesky creatures. Maybe right in your own backyard. Join us, won't you? Call your congressman. Ask for more windmills and more windmill subsidies so we can rid the skies of these pesky, costly, nuisance creatures we call birds. Brought to you by the Coalition for Cleaner, Safer Skies. I just thought of what these guys should say in court. They don't have to say that they're illegally in this country. That's okay. That's Apparently that's allowed. When it comes to the bird issue, what they should say is, hey, Judge, look, we saw a a bald eagle flying around, and there were wind turbines in the area. And we were afraid that the bald eagle might damage the wind turbine. So we killed it. Now, not wanting to let uh, that go to waste, we decided to go ahead and eat it because, I mean, hey, you know... That's perfectly good meat. They want to go that. And there's hungry people, us. So let's go ahead and just uh, cook that sucker up. We'll just go ahead and do that. But, you know, um, we we were trying to save the winter mines, Judge. That's why we shot that sucker down. I mean, a winter mine is expensive. That's the taxpayer money. Turk and Casper, have you heard the parody song, Fry Up an Eagle? No. But now, Turk, I'm going to go have to look that up. Fry up an eagle, huh? New one on me. All right. I'll go look that up right now. Thank you, Turk. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into local news. Update on your weather forecast. 745 Don Day joins us live to talk about, well, it's just a disruptive forecast. Nothing horrible, but still, there's a lot going on. And we'll take a look at that in the weather forecast with a live conversation with Don Day at 745. Oh, just before that... Your Wyoming legislative report our man in Cheyenne Doug Randall. Let's wake up Wyoming.
0: Kevin
2: Woods. Seven thirty-six the time. It's wake up Wyoming. I mean all right, Turk Turk is in Casper. On the Bob and Tom show some years back, Fry Like an Eagle. I just listened to that. That's hysterical. Yeah, it's a parody song. Basically, the American bald eagle has recovered. It's no longer an endangered species list. So this guy wants to fry up an eagle just to see what it tastes like. It's a hysterically wrong song. But again, it's okay if you want to go ahead and knock a, one of these birds out of the sky with a wind turbine. Go right ahead. But if you go out there and shoot the eagle, you're in trouble. All right. In fact, the, the government will give you a permit to kill multiple eagles every year with a wind turbine or a whole wind farm but you go out there and shoot it and you're in trouble all right couple of stories i have off to the side that i've been trying to get to during the course of this week even though i know we're only on tuesday one my condolences to douglas wyoming douglas Mayer died after a long battle with cancer douglas mayor renee kemper died early friday morning last friday Uh, Kemper, beloved throughout both the town and the state, according to Cowboy State Daily, will be remembered for kindness, helpfulness toward others. According to the Douglas City Administrator, J.D. Cox, uh, Cox declined to say how exactly she died. That's okay. It was just cancer-related. Cancer, cancer, uh, Cox had received a call about 2 a.m. Friday morning that she had passed on. A uh, very difficult and emotional week for everybody, he said. So, again, to those in Douglas, our condolences to you on the loss of your mayor. Another story I have here, Governor. if Governor Gordon signs this bill, Wyoming will be the first state in the nation with its own digital currency, a Wyoming digital coin. I don't know if he's going to sign it or not, but... Uh, Cowboy State Daily, again, Wyoming's stable coin is set for a second go-round with Governor Mark Gordon's on his desk. Lawmakers on Friday weren't talking about the state's digital token. Emails went to several people, uh, including Democrats and Republicans, about this. Gordon's office was silent on the matter as to whether he would sign it or not or just let it pass by not signing it. In rejecting a Wyoming stable token last year, Gordon said the effort had, to be, had been rushed and would burden the Wyoming Treasurer's office. That was his reason for not signing it last time. We'll see if he does this time. And do we wind up with our own Bitcoin? A Wyoming Bitcoin is essentially what that would be. 7.39 is the time. Here's our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, with your legislative update.
0: This one's on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio.
2: 7.45 is the time that means we swing on over to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Now, Don, I'm going to say this with a little bit of hesitation, but I stepped outside just a moment ago, and it's actually nice.
5: Yeah, we'll take advantage of it. I am. We'll have occasionally nice moments here and there. The trick is... Trying to keep those moments more than yes. just moments.
2: Okay, that, that's the thing. See, I'm catching you saying moments, not days.
5: <laughs> exactly. <Okay. laughs> that's kind of where we're at right
2: now. <laughs> that's that old saying, don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Okay, so is it very much like that? Could later on this afternoon I step outside and it be cloudy and snowing on me?
5: Well, yeah, the, the, we, we continue to have the, we, that stuck storm in Washington State that we talked about is still there. And it's spinning off little weather disturbances. And there's another one of those disturbances moving through today. And as the day wears on, there'll be clouds and scattered snow showers, haphazardly developing, nothing to really organize them. They'll pop up here, they'll pop up there, mainly favoring, again, those northern areas. Um, And then there's a little break. And then uh, during the afternoon and evening hours of tomorrow and tomorrow night uh, into Thursday morning, a little bit of a stronger one. And that'll produce snow showers and, uh, again, colder than average temperatures. You know, Glenn, the average temperature for like Casper and Cheyenne right now are 45. Um, and, you know, we're, we're stopping way short of those, those average temperatures here for another three or four days. So there's really nothing remarkable coming. It's just cold, a little yeah. bit of snow shower activity around. The snow is going to be more focused up north. Uh, that's where the storms are tracking. So just kind of blah. Okay. Uh, really?
2: Let, let me put it to, in terms that I think most people understand. You're sitting in the back seat of your car on a cross-country road trip. Your parents are up front, and your sibling is next to you with their finger right next to your face. I'm not touching you. That's basically what the weather's doing to us.
5: Yeah, yeah. annoying. Okay. I, yeah, I sure. Annoying is is a yeah. really good way to describe it. Is because it? everyone, somebody, <laughs> I saw someone post to... A- yeah. A pitcher, you know, their car thermometer said, you know, minus 15, and they're yeah. like, come on,
2: it's March,
5: this is ridiculous. <laughs> right.
2: Well, now, uh, this what worries me. okay, with all the snow we've been getting, and of course more west of us, they've been really pummeled by just record-breaking snow, and so I know you hate doing that long-term outlook crystal ball thing, but we always worry about the last storm of the season.
5: Well, the last storm of the season, I'm afraid to say, is probably going to happen in May. Okay. So, so between now and then, we can we're going to have Numerous opportunities for some bigger storms.
2: Okay, so just hang on and just kind of ride through this. So, just remember that, folks. I'm not touching you. So, yeah, and it's a
5: and it's a very <laughs> very long road.
2: All right, thank you. Appreciate it, Don Don Day with Day Weather. Well, okay, that's just what we're going to have to put up with for a while. And we're all wondering, so how big is that last storm going to be? Off we go to the ice box, Frank Gambino, waiting by. Uh, first hey, off, hey, Glenn, yes?
4: this is a virtual certainty. Yeah. I'm not touching you. Yes, right. <laughs> That's it.
2: Okay. First off, happy three zero seven day. yes I did not I d I didn't I, know. I didn't yeah. who invent I don't know. Someone pointed that out. You know, today is the third month and the date is zero seven. And oh, okay. our area code is three zero seven. So happy three zero seven day. Okay. Right. Now, in looking this up and I'm sort of putting this together right now, I thought Wyoming was one of just a few states, very few that had an area code for the entire states.
4: I think it may be the only one maybe maybe Alaska
2: 11 states 11 states.
4: Wow. I didn't know that. Okay.
2: Alaska 907, Delaware 302, Hawaii 808, Maine 207, Montana 406, Six? New Hampshire 603, North Dakota 701, Rhode Island 401, South Dakota 605, 605. and Vermont 802. Well, wow, okay. Okay, now. I mean, that makes it easy. Yeah, each three-digit code has a capacity for about 7,919,900 phone numbers. And then after that, you're going to have to split. So we are a long way away in Wyoming from ever having to have another area code
4: no i i went through that in in chicago everything was 312 yeah then they went to just downtown then then it was 773 for the rest of the city then the suburbs went to 630 then another one was 847 right. and then and that's <laughs> not for the entire state that's just chicago yeah, yeah chicago in a, in a six county area yeah yeah i'm like you, you lost track you know what i mean not, yeah. nowadays it doesn't matter so much because you, you're i right. you mean like in your phone You don't really know anybody's number? I don't know. In fact, what (laughs) I would
2: do, if I had your number in my phone... It's just the name. I would go ahead and and say to my phone, out loud, say, call Frank Gambino, and the phone would just dial you. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have to worry about... Well, you remember we used to have those little black books? Right. I I still have mine. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there was a time when it was a big deal if a girl's phone number was in your little black book. Oh, I know. Yeah. Or or better yet, Frank if your number is in her little book.
4: The, the, the numbers they gave me were usually like wrong numbers.
2: Oh, that kind of happened a lot there, too, yeah. Or some number to some place that you would feel embarrassed if right, anyone yeah, found yeah, out yeah. that yeah. you actually called that number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, that. that was yeah. a typical ploy back then. Oh, I got my number for you. <laughs> and if you did go ahead and take a look at the phone, you find that that number probably spells something really bad, too. That was usually kind it, of a clue. Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: yeah,
4: yeah, All right, in women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls won their first-round game at the Mo- West Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. They beat San Jose State 72-57. Cowgirls are the number two seed in the tournament and picked up their 21st win of the year. San Jose State had won four in a row but came into the tournament with a record of 7-24. Melina Peterson had a career-high 24 points for Wyoming with Allison Fruity contributing 13 points and 11 rebounds. Now tonight for the Cowgirls, it's Border War Round 3. They'll take on Colorado State at 8-30 this evening. Should be an interesting game in the semifinals. The CSU is the third seed. Wyoming Cowboys Boys will take on New Mexico in the Mountain West Conference tournament tomorrow. The Pokes are nine and twenty-one on the year. New Mexico, after starting the year 14 and 0, totally collapsed in league play with a record of eight and ten. But they are twenty-one and ten overall. That's a five P.M. start tomorrow from Vegas. We'll have that for you on K Two Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. In junior college basketball, the region nine tournaments will start on Thursday. The Casper College men will host this year's tourney, and they are the number one C from the North will take on Lamar at seven P.M. on Thursday. The L men from Cheyenne will play. Western Nebraska at 5 p.m. on Thursday. The Region 9 Women's Tournament will be in Scotts Bluff and the Casper College Women. They are the number one C from the North, rated 15th in the country. They will take on NJC at 2.30 on Thursday. The LCCC Women play Otero at 12.30 on Thursday. And those tournaments will run through Saturday. Say 3A and 4A High School basketball tournaments will start on Thursday in Casper. The 4A Boys Bracket, the first round games will be at Natrona County High School. Cheyenne East will play Jackson in the first round at noon. Star Valley and Campbell County at 1.30. Riverton versus Laramie at 4.30. And Thunder Basin meets Cody at 9. The 4A girls first round also at the Toronto, Green River and Sheridan on Thursday starting things off at 9 a.m. Thunder Basin and Kelly Walsh at 10.30. Cheyenne East and Star Valley at 4.30. And then Cody will meet Campbell County at 6. The 3A games in the first round will be at the Ford center in Casper. For the boys Lyman and Wheatland at noon. Douglas versus Lovell at 1.30. Buffalo will play Paul at 7.30. And the late game at 9 on Thursday will have Worland meeting at Torrington. For the 3A girls at the Ford Center on Thursday. Douglas and Paul at nine. Lyman and Torrenton at 1030. Pine Day will play Newcastle at 430. And at 6 p.m., Buffalo takes on Mountain View. Semifinals in the 3A, 4A tournament will be on Friday. And the finals will be on Saturday at the Ford Center.
2: You know what's interesting though is, even though Wyoming only has one area code, we have three interstates. Yes. Now, many states, even some of the big ones, one of my favorite jokes about New Jersey. Oh, you're from Jersey? Yeah. What exit? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you can be a big state with a huge population, but not have much for interstates going through that, but just because of, well, the size and shape of the state. So, uh, Wyoming does have more road mileage than any other state. Because we're bigger. Yes. We just don't have anything in between. Right. Right. All right. Thank you. So, yeah. Happy 307 day. Did not know that and did not know all total 11 states have an area code for the entire state i thought maybe it was wyoming and one or two other states tops but now i'm kind of digging into the facts of this mostly just to completely waste your time and mine which i know on some level you kind of appreciate that and if look if colorado can have their 421 day we can have our 307 day right cool local business news time weather forecast. Next hour, C.J. Box author joins us. Wake up Wyoming. the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My is Glenn Wood. Thanks for joining me. It's a Tuesday. Where I'm at right now, it's actually nice outside. My sister sends me a note. Does stepping outside nice mean your nose doesn't freeze? Yes, and it's not windy out there, too. If all goes well, at about 7.20 this morning, author C.J. Box's latest novel, Stormwatch, he'll be on the program talking about that novel. I've got the hardcover of that. And I've chatted with Miss Mary, said, so we should we give it away? She said, yeah. So we'll interview, and then you'll have an opportunity to win that book. So hang on. That's about 820 this morning for all through CJ Box. Let me see. Arnie, since I was talking about this is a 307 day, that's the date. If you look at your calendar, today's date is 307, our Wyoming area code. So since we're talking about phone numbers, Arnie and Casper, For a good time, call 303-499-7111. That's the National Bureau of Standards Atomic Clock in Boulder, Colorado. I remember dialing that number when I was a kid, back when the phone for the family. Not every family member had a phone. There was one phone for the family. It was in the kitchen with a really long cord. And I would dial that number now and then just for the fun of it. Let's see. Jim and Laramie, Uh, if you're in... Okay, so I was talking earlier this morning about a story that I had mentioned yesterday as well. So a couple of guys in Nebraska, and they seemed to be in this country illegally, and they had guns. And they got hungry, and so they killed a bald eagle, and they were going to eat it. Now, they're in big trouble for that. I don't know if they're going to be in big trouble for owning guns or being in the country illegally, but they killed a bald eagle, and they're in big trouble for that. I was pointing out that wind farms can kill bald eagles all day and nothing. So if you want to have delicious bald eagle or any other bird that might be rare and endangered, just put up some wind turbines around your house and wait and you won't get in trouble for that. So Jim and Laramie, if you're in possession of an eagle, you're in trouble. He said, "Last I it was illegal to be in possession of an eagle unless you're on a, or unless you are a Native American. This includes eagle feathers, dead or alive." Did not know that. That's the last he uh, has heard of that. And I don't know. I think that probably is the current rules on that. But what really got me more than anything else, which is why I spent some time on it last hour, was, oh yeah, go right ahead and um, kill a. a an endangered bird even, with a wind turbine and you're good. So if you want to eat rare endangered bird, if you want that on your menu, just go to a wind farm and wait. It just fine. Not a problem. Let me see. Kevin is in Wheatland. I did open the program, Kevin, with the whole Breitbart news story and the, the the whole thing that a Tucker Carlson had on last night, which I will get back to a little bit later on. For those who missed it if you do, you can probably find this already on social media like YouTube and so on, but Tucker Carlson has more of it. He got a hold of a lot of video from the January 6th they call it the incursion into the Capitol during the inauguration of our current president, and when you take a look at, um, was that the inauguration of, no, not the inauguration, I'm sorry, when they were counting up the numbers, you know what that was all about. right, so When you watch the video, a lot of what you've been told is not what you'll see. Including, I'm really struck by, the guy who's wearing the big buffalo headdress and his face is painted, and you always see a picture of him howling. Okay, he was chatting with with police in a very friendly way, Capitol Police. Two officers were walking him around and giving him a tour. And when he asked to go see the uh House of Representatives and be able to walk out onto the floor, they opened the door and let them in. They had to find a a couple of doors were locked, so they had to find an open one and just let them in. So, yeah, there's a lot more to it than that. And Tucker Carlson has a lot more video. That's what I opened with early this morning. Let's see, another one that I got. These are people who send me notes off the Wake Up Wyoming app. The app is free to download at your app store. Just Wake Up Wyoming. When you touch on the app and it opens up, you'll see a toolbar across the middle. One of the options is chat. Touch that. And you can send me a text messages like these people are doing. Let's see. Uh, Jan and Cheyenne. What about ignorance of the law? Being illegals, they may not know about our national bird. To them, it may have been a bird with a lot of meat on it. Certainly bigger than a chicken. I will give you this much on this, Jan. Um, if you're a guy who's way out in nebraska somewhere and you've been traveling cross country and you're hungry and you see a big bird they may have known that it was the national bird they may not have but even if they knew it was america's national bird what do they care it's a big meaty bird like you're saying it's just a big meaty bird so why not go ahead and just kill it and cook it up? Probably really good eating. Don't know. Never had bald eagle. But, hey, there's a big bird. Just go ahead and kill it and cook it up. Why not? They're hungry. But that always brings me back to the initial point of, so if you went out right now and shot an eagle, a golden eagle, bald eagle, or various other birds that are considered dangerous, Dangerous. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know why I said dangerous. Uh, various other birds that would be considered endangered. That's the word I meant to use. Then, you know, you're going to be in big trouble if someone finds out. But wind farms will kill them all day. Grandpa Rich. That's crazy, killing the bald eagle. Yeah. Yeah. But still, uh, it's perfectly okay if you're involved in the whole so-called green energy program, and I still like to pick on groups like Wild Earth Guardians that claim that they want to protect humanity, protect the planet, but most of all, protect nature and animals. They're animal rights activists, if you will. Wild animals, that's what they protect. And then I go to their website, and I see them advocating for wind turbines. Well, if you really cared about nature then why are you advocating for these things, considering how many birds and bats are killed every single year? So we have a lot of contradictory laws in this country, if you think about it. I could go off onto many other contradictory laws. Why they are written the way that they are, why some people will support. I mean, if you turn to someone who is an advocate for wind and solar, and you point out all of the problems with it, including bird kills and so on, You want to watch someone go into denial and make excuses right in front of your face? You'll see, I've seen it happen, not just here on the air, but I've seen it happen right in front of my face. Watch them do it. Watch people go into mass denial. A person will twist their brain to the point that if they kept going, they'll probably get a tumor just to deny that something they really believe in can actually have any bad effects. Coming up in 8.15, author C.J. Box, if all goes well. His latest book, Storm Watch. hold net holding that right now. He's going to be talking to us about that book and a few other things. Let's so wake
5: up, Wyoming. Your morning travel network. It's more stimulating than
0: that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
2: Nineteen is the time. It's wake up Wyoming. This headline here: National Park Service is, uh, is urging you not to sacrifice your friends by tripping them if you come across an angry bear. C.J. boxes with me. What do you think, C.J.? I'm tripping them.
6: I think the National Park Service has should have better things to do than uh, issue those. I think so. Of things.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they can't dictate to me my strategy for survival. Okay. So, uh, congratulations on the latest book. How many does this make?
6: Well, overall, it makes twenty-nine. Wow! But it's the twenty-third book in the Joe Pickett series.
2: Okay, now let's take a look at how many books did that. That's really prolific writing there. So you're coming out with a book about how often? That's got to be more than once a year.
6: Well, it is. Um, it, it, there's one Joe Pickett book a year right. since two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, every every third year, every second year, there'll be another one that's not in a Joe Pickett series. Um, Most of those have been uh, either Cody Hoyt slash Cassie dual books or pure standalones or even a short story collection.
2: Now, these stories, they just go on and on with let's just pick on Joe Pickett for just a moment. Uh, I can just imagine so many different things you can do with this character. But do you worry at some point that you ran out of Joe Pickett stories?
6: I don't worry about that because okay. this never happened. I didn't come close. Okay. Um, I pay, you know, I pay attention to what's going on in the in Wyoming, in the Mountain West, and there's there's always issues. There's always new things. There's new topics that, right. that pop up that I want to include in the next book. And uh, so far, ideas have not been a problem.
2: Now, this is the kind of a question which I know it, some people might hear you answer this and think. Oh my god, the CJ Box guy is really weird. After writing about Joe Pickett for so long, how real is he in your head?
6: Oh, real you know, pretty real, but certainly a fictional character. Yeah. Um you know, he's not it's not biography you know, it's not my biography by any right. means. You're not driving down the road I I do talking the,
2: to him in your truck, in other words.
6: I do not do that. No, okay. So <laughs> other people might, but I don't.
2: What what else is in store for uh this guy? I mean we're uh, talking what uh movies more anything else I mean do you, or is he just going to stay in this form
6: Well joke there is a TV show called okay. Joe Pickett right. that's on Paramount Plus um we're waiting for season 2 in just a couple of months and um we my when I say we I mean my wife and I and my family are very very pleased with the oh. job they've done on it I think they've done a great job and then there's also um, Big Sky on ABC, which is that based man, right. on my um, Cassie Duel book. Right. So that those are going forward, and I'm working on the next Joe Pickett book as as we speak.
2: Okay, so now Storm Watch is this latest one. Well, I like this one. Wyoming Game Warden Joe Pickett investigates a mysterious death at a secret, remote, high-tech facility, which those kinds of facilities actually exist in Wyoming.
6: They sure do. In fact, um, without giving too much away, this is, this one is based on uh, a little building I saw a few years ago when I was elk hunting. Um, right. Out in the middle of nowhere, no power lines to it. Uh, I couldn't figure out what it was till I asked the rancher who owned the land. And, yeah, they, they, don't, they not only exist, they're all over the place.
2: Right now, just uh, on the plateau, just uh, to the east of Chugwater, Wyoming, you can buy for about $60,000 a silo. It's empty. Sorry to tell you, thermal nuclear device not included. But if you wanted to buy one, those facilities are all over the place too. And there was a time that they were out there and you would really have to know Wyoming to know where they are. So what's your character do in this one? What's the mystery without giving too much away?
6: Well, there's a couple of them. One is that um, uh, when Joe Pickett uh, finds this this facility, he also finds a a dead body attached to it. Somebody has been um, either committed suicide or was shoved into a big fan on the side of it. And uh, as Joe Pickett starts to investigate, he finds the guy's ID, finds out he's a University of Wyoming professor. And uh, when he starts to Joe starts to investigate, uh, the local law enforcement will not cooperate, and even the governor of Wyoming steps in and says, leave this one alone. It's a matter of national security. So, of course, Joe Pickett wants to figure out what's going on.
2: All right. Okay. Now, where did you come up with the idea for this book? Was there something that be, or did you run into that building out in the middle of nowhere and say, aha?
6: Well, that part of that, that aha, this will be interesting. But also, um, I always start with two or three themes, topics, um, uh, things that are going on, and then uh, that I think would be interesting to me, as a writer, and hopefully to the readers, in this case there's not only the, the high tech facility, but also uh, a good portion of it is based on shed hunting, and mm-hmm. in, in, uh, very controversial, it's a little bit of corner crossing, another controversial subject. And then um, also just kind of the dissatisfaction that uh, locals seem to have, tend to have, when the administration changes and starts imposing new laws and regulations. Mm-hmm.
2: What is your, real curious about this, because I hear different answers from all sorts of different people who are in you know the creative arts. Like, I get here at 2 o'clock in the morning to put everything together. What's your schedule like for writing?
6: I don't get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay, that's um, a good deal. But I do, I do work primarily in the morning. Um, okay. Get up, work out, go to work. Um, and uh, I, I tend to, once I have all the, the outlining done and I've got the book figured out, I tend to write a minimum of a thousand words a day. Sometimes it's much, much more than that. Some days it's a struggle to get there. Mm -hmm. And then I just push it forward um, until it's done. Uh, Usually five days a week, usually take the weekends off, but pretty good job.
2: That's often, because I've got a few books out myself, people will ask me, how do I get that novel that's out of my head? And I've always told them, you gotta treat it like a job. If you act like you have to show up for work at this time and work so many hours, you'll get it done.
6: Yeah. Um you know and it's it, it, some days it goes very quickly um yeah. to get my to get my minimum or or get it done other days you know it doesn't but um it's certainly not a 9 to 5 job or and and some days I work late into the night when I'm right. really going so right. Um, it's nice to be able to choose your own hours
2: but then the book goes out and you gotta go out there on the book tour and I know you're gonna be in Casper March 8th 6pm Windy City Books has you at Frontier Brewing you've been there before Rollins, Thursday March nine, 5pm Carbon County Museum so th- that's just Wyoming though don't did they send you all over the country
6: right I just got back from a national tour Sunday night okay I uh, was in eight cities around the country and um Got back, started driving to our place. We have a little ranch in Saratoga. Got stuck in the snow about oh, yeah. 200 yards away. So I <laughs> had to end the tour by walking up the driveway carrying my
2: suitcase. Gotcha. Well, just welcome to Wyoming. Well, again, congratulate on congratulations on the book. And I got to admit that they did a pretty good uh, picture of you on the back of the thing. Because my author's photo looks, like, really embarrassing. I hate it. So that's a good <laughs> photograph with the background. Is that some place that you, that background there, did they take you someplace, or is that your backyard?
6: That's my little ranch.
2: Okay. We're around, not exactly, so we don't want people flocking. Roughly, where is that?
6: But it's it's south-central Wyoming. South-central Wyoming. north of Steamboat Springs.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah, that kind of makes sense for the little hills and so on I see in the background. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on this morning. I have uh, the book in front that they sent to me, but what I'd like to do is rather than reading it, I'd like to go ahead and give it away to some listener if that's all right.
6: That's a great idea.
2: All right. Hey, thanks for coming on again. I appreciate it, CJ. Good to hear from you.
6: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
2: All right, so here's what we're going to do to give that book away. C.J. Box's latest book, I have it in hardcover right now in front of me. It's a New York Times bestselling author. So let me see. Miss Mary, need to come up with some kind of an interesting question or something, or would you like just to take what caller number we can go ahead and do? Oh, I know. This is going to be a weird question. Three zero uh it's triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number, eight 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 ninety seven WOODS. This ought to be an easy one. I am the proud owner of a rubber chicken. What's his name? Yeah, if you know that, triple eight ninety seven Woods, and be the first caller to answer that, eight 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 ninety seven WOODS. Miss Mary will send you this hardcover book that was sent to me by CJ Box. And you get to read it. For free, just because you answered that question. 88897 Woods. Let's wake up my own.
0: every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030
2: K2 Radio. 8.36 at the time it's Wake Up Wyoming. Congratulations to Brenda and Laramie, the winner of the CJ Box book. His latest novel called Storm Watch. So she'll go ahead and get that sucker in the mail. Next time I'll come up with a better question than what I did. I, mean, I thought that was my my rubber chicken's name is Carl. Yes, I have a rubber chicken. And let me explain that story real quick for people who want to hear a rubber chicken. Yeah, okay. So a few years ago, quite a few years ago, I was in Gillette. Gillette has a really cool store that I love. It's a toy store for kids, but it's all educational stores, uh, toys. And it's a big toy store, but it's all educational toys. Well, apparently rubber chickens are educational toys because I'm standing there looking at this wall that's got a rubber chicken for sale on it. And a friend of mine looks at me and says, so how of all people do you not have a rubber chicken considering your personality? And I thought, he's right. So I bought him. Now, a lot of people send me videos and pictures of you know the rubber chicken that you squeeze and it makes the noise. Okay, Carl doesn't do that. He's the traditional, original style rubber chicken. So I take him home, but then Carl ended up being instrumental in something. I had a lady, young lady in Cheyenne, Wyoming, that would cut my hair at some little stylist salon that I went to near my house. And she was a very nice young lady. I liked her a lot, but she had issues, emotional issues. And so whether she was going through anxiety depression whatever it is rather than getting on medication she had a emotional support animal a little corgi just a cute dog that always stayed right nearby when she was cutting hair for people if she was ever going to have an episode the dog was trained to recognize it and that dog would just go and love on her and she felt better you see no side effects of medication or anything like that that's all that's all it took in which case, I became a proponent for emotional support animals for some people. I know military veterans that have them, and they do a great job. The The dog is just trained. Oh, They're having an episode of whatever kind. Go show them some love and affection like only a dog can, and who can resist that? Then people started to take advantage of it. Not only getting on airplanes with all sorts of... One guy tried to get on an airplane with an ostrich, snakes raccoons, all sorts of odd things people claimed were their emotional support animals. So they can get them into their house, their apartment on airplanes. That's diluting a good thing. So I took my rubber chicken Carl and I actually did this. I had him registered online officially as my emotional support animal. Then when I went to visit family in Florida, I took him with me on the airplane as my official emotional support animal, I took pictures of this. Now, I don't know if I affected the change or not, but I took pictures of this, of his official paperwork, of me and him on the airplane, and I sent it to members of Congress. We've got to make some kind of a change here because this is really getting out of hand. You're taking a good thing and it's being diluted by a bunch of idiots. And something was done. So now the definition of what can be an emotional support an, uh, animal of some kind is much more narrow. So you can't do in, just anything. So, again, I don't know if Carl and I did that. But when I travel to different events around, every so often someone will stop me. Hey, Glenn, they want a picture. Not of me with them, but of th- they want a picture with Carl. And if I don't have him with me, they kinda get a little bothered by why why didn't you bring Carl? And so, okay. Yeah, I do have a rubber chicken. His name is Carl, and that's why. And that's the the good thing that Carl did as far as I'm concerned. All right. Next story. I'm gonna head out of state real quick for this next story. By the way, triple eight ninety seven wood's the phone number, eight eighty eight ninety seven WOODS. And while I'm at it, I might as well go ahead and fire away because we haven't done this all morning. I've been kind of busy. So that's Carl, by the morning. way.
3: Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <clears throat> Dave, <clears throat> all right, strap in and let's do this thing.
2: 888 97wood's the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety-seven 97 W O O D S. Chet and Yoder just sent me a note. They found the four Americans. You know, the, the ones that went over the border into Mexico and were kidnapped, very violently, in fact. They found the four of them in Mexico. Two dead, one critical, one okay. All right. I'm with those people who say that something needs to be done about this. Because whether it's our, our side of the border or their side, this has gotten way out of hand. So, according to Chet and Yoder, hear heard in the news, four Americans were found... Two dead, one critical, one okay. Let me see real quick here if I see any other news popping up on this. Not there. Okay. He might be getting breaking news from somewhere. If I find out anymore, any and we listen to news at the top of the hour. Well, here we go. Okay. This is a developing story. News top of the hour when we hit um, network news in about 17 or 18 minutes from now. All right. Here's the story from The Sun, U.S., Deadly abduction, two kidnapping victims killed, one injured, one found alive after traveling to Mexico for a medical procedure. One of the victims was found alive while the fourth is injured in unknown condition. Uh, Let's see, there's pictures of this here. They confirmed the news call. Mexican president was uh, informed of this. Quote, delivered from, uh, yeah, derived from the joint actions the four American citizens, deprived of their liberty last Friday, were found, according to an attorney in the area, unfortunately, too dead. Investigations and intelligence work continue to look for those who are responsible for this. And there's some picture, although I don't know if it's related or not, of some Mexican military and so on in the area, so I have no idea what that's, but that's all we know so far. And then you're going to have to put up with the next few days, of pundits on every single television talk show on all of the, you know, from Fox to CNN to MSNBC. And I'm sure a lot of talk radio shows like this as the pundits go crazy with what we ought to do about this, which does raise an interesting question to get away from the nonsense of what a lot of the pundits are going to say. The actual real question of, so what do we do about this? It's always been dangerous on the Mexican border. I understand that. I, my entire life, people going to visit Mexico were always taking a risk, even if they were just on vacation. Depends on where you went in Mexico. Getting really bad. And that southern border is really out of hand on both sides of the border. So what now? It's gotten to the point. Bo- in fact, we had our um, new Wyoming representative in the House of Representatives, Harriet Hegeman, on the phone. She had gone, she was at the border watching what was happening on the border, and she was on the phone with us on this program. And she pointed out that the Mexican cartels, you want to get across that border? You're going through them, and you're going to pay a price. Anyone trying to get into America either needs to have the money, or there's going to be sex trafficking or drug trafficking, or you're going to do some kind of work for them. That's what it's like on the southern border right now. 845 Wake Up
0: Wyoming. Sometimes the best paper or the 5 o'clock news. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio.
2: 48 the time it's wake up Wyoming off we go to the ice box ring Gambino is waiting by okay Frank we got the latest here from the National Park Service yes urging visitors to not sacrifice your friend when trying to get away from a bear
4: I I, I heard that um, yeah. you're not supposed to run them over
2: yeah trip them you
4: know or, or anything yeah but but you know what you can't leave anybody behind can you
2: uh, well now I look at it this way I don't appreciate the National Park Service dictating to me my survival skills I think they know more about it than you do. What? Well, yeah, but I mean, this is my survival here.
4: They're trying to help.
2: Yeah, they're trying Your to help survival's... my friend here. I'm trying to help me.
4: Yeah, well, don't <laughs> leave anybody behind.
2: Oh, okay. So I'm supposed to say, if I try if I try to help my friend out, might I, I get eaten too?
4: well that's the risk you take
2: okay okay so well, I'm not hiking with you well I mean Jeez.
4: all for one one for all <laughs> yeah,
2: okay yeah, yeah. so every you man for himself you expect like loyalty and stuff I here. I,
4: I think so because yeah. you, you, you go to the person that you went to the party with
2: yeah say running may trigger a chase response oh, yeah. <laughs> in a bear you cannot outrun a bear uh, by the way it, it is hysterical I would recommend see the movie cocaine bear We've talked about that one, right? They took a true story and they exaggerated it. You saw it. It's hysterical. You saw it. Yes. Okay. It is so funny. It's really great. Uh, Bears in Yellowstone, for example, chase down elk calves all the time. Yeah. So you don't run as fast as an elk. No. <laughs> so, in most cases, climbing a tree is not your best choice because they can climb better than you can. Mm-hmm. They have those big claws, so they're just while you're trying to find something to grab hold of, they're just sinking your claws into the tree and going up. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, running to a tree frantically and climbing it also provokes the bear to chase you. If the for- if the former friend you pushed down somehow made it up the tree, and is now uh, extending out your hand there's a good chance if you pushed him down he's not going to extend his hand to you right yeah he's not going to you've already cut now he's going to be up in a tree going no this is my tree go get your own that's basically how that's going to work now what about frank what what if i just go ahead and uh, go for a hike with a friend who is more out of shape than me
4: well that that need to be determined prior to the hike.
2: Right, and so if I, instead of shoving him down, if I just
4: outran him, is that okay? Well, yeah, you could use it as a race, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Women's college hoops: The Wyoming Cowgirls won their first round game in the Mountain West Conference tournament yesterday in Las Vegas, beating San Jose State 72-57. The Cowgirls are the number two seed in the tournament and picked up their 21st win of the year. San Jose State had won four in a row but came in with a record of seven and 24. Malina Peterson had a career high 24 points for Wyoming, with Allison Ferdy contributing 13 points and 11 rebounds. Now tonight for the Cowgirls, it's Border War. three, as they'll take on Colorado State at 8.30 tonight. That should be an interesting game in the semifinals. The CSU is the third seed. Wyoming Cowboys will take on New Mexico in the Mountain West Conference tournament tomorrow. The Pokes are the last seed in, the, in this tournament. They are 9-21 on the year. New Mexico starting the year at 14-0. Totally collapsed in the conference part of the year, going 8-10. Eight, going eight and 10, But they are 21-10 and 10 overall. That's a 5 p.m. start from Vegas tomorrow. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. In junior college basketball, the Region 9 Tournaments will start on Thursday. The Casper College men will host this year's tournament. They are the number one seed from the North and will take on Lamar at 7 p.m. on Thursday. The LCCC men from Cheyenne will play Western Nebraska at 5 p.m. on Thursday. The women's region nine tournament will be in Scottsbluff, Nebraska. And Casper College is the number one seed, ranked 15th in the country. They'll play NJC at 2.30 on Thursday. The LCCC women will play Otero at 12.30 on Thursday at Western Nebraska Community College. And those tournaments will run through Saturday. Say 3A and 4A high school basketball tournaments begin on Thursday in Casper. In the 4A boys bracket, first-round games will be at the Trona County High School. Cheyenneese will play Jackson in the first round at noon. Star Valley and Campbell County at 1.30. Riverton versus Laramie at 4.30 and Thunder Basin takes on Cody at 9. The 4A girls first round also at the Trona on Thursday. Green River and Sheridan start things off at 9 a.m. Thunder Basin and Kelly Walsh at 10.30. Cheyenneese and Star Valley at 4.30 and Cody meets Campbell County at 6. The 3A games in the first round on Thursday will be at the Ford Center in Casper for the boys Lyman and Wheatland at noon. Douglas and Lovell at 1.30. Buffalo will Play Powell at 7:30 in the late game on Thursday. We'll have Warland meeting Torrington at nine. For the 3A girls at the Ford center on Thursday, Douglas and Powell at nine. Lyman and Torrington at 10:30. Pine Day will play Newcastle at 4:30, and at 6 p.m. Buffalo takes on Mountain View. Semifinals of the 3A, 4A tournament will be on Friday, and the finals will be on Saturday at the fourth center, beginning at 3:30.
2: I was just taking a look once again. Wild Prep Sports, you have a whole bunch of interviews with these youngsters here that people can watch.
4: Sometimes I think. um they're so stunned yeah. by by what they have accomplished. They don't know how to you know to okay <laughs> you know almost explain it. Yeah, and then it comes to them like, "Wow, we did that." I go, uh, "Yeah, you uh, did. Yeah, yeah, you did."
2: Okay. So I would bet. Now I haven't watched these, but when it comes to public speaking, I mean, a reporter just walked up and shoved a camera in their face.
4: How do they act? How well, they- I I think some are nervous, obviously. Some are okay. Yeah. Some are in between. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, it, it, it's all over the board, and, it, and it's all good. It's, okay. It's
2: all good. I completely understand if that's the first time they've ever happened to them; they don't know what to do about it. But I can also see them being so overwhelmed with excitement they would just turn and go, <laughs> "Well, you know." Well, then again, with today's social media, aren't they constantly
4: posting themselves anyway? Well, I don't think they're doing full length interviews uh, on social sure. media. Yeah. All
2: right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of news time. Weather forecast, open phones, wake up Wyoming. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My, my name is Glenn Wood. Thanks for joining me. alright eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven woods You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'll roll with it however you want to go ahead and do this thing. I was asked an interesting question just a moment ago. So we have the people that went to Mexico. The four people went to Mexico. And it was supposed to be for some elective surgery down there. And the latest that I'm hearing is they got caught in a crossfire of two rival gangs, and then uh, they were loaded up by one of the gangs and taken off. Okay, so two are dead, one is injured, and the other one is unharmed. That's where we're at right now. question that I got is, but who is going, what idiot would go to Mexico for surgery? Well, apparently this was elective surgery, which family was advising against. This elective surgery was supposed to be like a tummy tuck or something like that. And so if you're asking the question, well, who goes across the border to get something like that? Okay, get a load of this. Some time ago, I came across a story of a woman who died in Miami. And she died in Miami at a cheap hotel. She was getting plastic surgery done, if you will. A butt injection. Now, I looked that up just a moment ago. First off, I came across several websites. This one, Secret Plastic Surgeries. This is an actual website. Butt Injections in Miami. The Secret Plastic Surgery works to provide our Miami clients with top butt injections. Services throughout the area with our years of experience. We have seen the ways our butt injection in Miami services help individuals. When you need butt injections, Miami, give us a call. I'm actually reading from their website. We will help you with your needs and provide the butt injection service that's perfect for you. Am I saying the word butt too much? It's all over the place in, on their website here. Uh, I will help uh, service design. You, know, you can design your own derriere the way you want it. With the secret plastic surgery. And okay, and then they say certified plastic surgeon and stuff like that. But here's some of the story. Now, and this story goes all over the country, too. I Googled it. Now, this, I worry about Google something like this because it ends up, you know when you, you look for something on the Internet, and then every time you go somewhere to do, whether it's your social media or whatever the case is, There's ads for it popping up all over the place. I am really worried that no matter where I go, I'm going to see ads for butt injections now. I don't want one. I was looking up the story. Houston woman sent to prison for deadly silicone butt injections. She was doing it illegally. Botched butt lift injection eyed after a woman dies. Uh, She was dumped at the hospital. In other words, it went bad. They dropped her off at the hospital. What they mix up to put in the injection would really stun you. Yeah, what exactly are they injecting in there? Uh, let's see. Uh, unlicensed Houston woman. There's another one there. Unlicensed Miami woman. There's the story of the woman who was, who died at a Miami hospital because of this. I, it just goes on and on. So the people who go do stuff like this are, I mean, just as dumb as they possibly can get. All right. Open phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Hey Jude. How you been?
7: I need to correct myself from yesterday, Glenn. Um, it was $453,000 to keep the daily flight to Salt Lake going okay. in 2021. And right. then it was, now it's 880000 to keep the flights going. I didn't want anybody out there thinking I'm a moron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, secondly, Dana and I are looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, and we appreciate you taking the time with us. And third, um, I I don't know if you saw it, but I left. um, It's called the Steel, done by Millie Weaver. Mm -hmm. And she has actual footage from one of the guys that were inside the J-State Capitol and saw and and, and videotaped Ashley Babbitt's murder. So Mm -hmm. Tucker was a little bit off on that. Maybe he was just thinking, he's just using the Capitol cameras. Okay. and not using you know, people that were their cameras. So, okay. Anyway, I just wanted people to know if they wanted to see the rest of it, just find Millie Weaver's website and you can watch yeah. her entire documentary and it is really eye-opening.
2: What got me um, is, can you remember, I, I'm, I'm slipping my mind, the name of the gentleman who wore the whole buffalo headdress thing, what were they calling him?
7: Uh, the shaman?
2: Yeah, shaman. We'll go with shaman, yeah. Um. So what got me was well, he had a couple of officers with him, and they were just chatting away, happy as can be, and they were helping him. He wanted to go somewhere, and they were showing him how to get there and opening doors for him.
7: Yeah, yeah and they were actually trying the doors to find one open so he could get into the the chamber.
2: Yeah, so
7: And he's doing uh, four years.
2: Yeah, now this is something, now that this video is out, I, if I were him, I'd get a hold of my lawyer and say, let's get that video. We're going back yeah. to court.
7: Yeah, appeals. All of them yeah. need to be doing. I don't know if you saw the video on. Uh, I think it was on uh, Rumble. On um, the J Six prisoners, they do a more uh, an evening prayer thing at nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and then they sing the national anthem.
2: Right. I haven't seen it. If enough. you
7: want to sing that, I'll send it to you. It's really touching and moving. These guys, they're they're trying to hold it together, and I think we know that three have committed suicide since being in there. Mm-hmm. from, you know, the the, the abuse they're withstanding. And we need to get these guys out. Right. We, we let these INTIFA guys go and these BLM guys go on on nothing, you know, and we've got these guys locked up. Why? What can they tell us that this government doesn't want us to know? You know what I mean?
2: All right Now, I'm waiting to hear. This is going to be, for me, very entertaining as the uh, other news media, CNN – and MSNBC and New York Times and other such organizations like that. Try to come up with the excuses to explain these videos away. It's going to be just so much fun.
7: Oh, no, oh and I hope Liz Cheney, <laughs> Not yeah. to, I should have warned her about this one. Liz Cheney is going to be teaching at a school down in Virginia. Yeah. Um, I think we ought to uh, go after a law license for doctoring documents and withholding evidence. Okay. You know, right. she should leave her law license along with Raskin and Adam Schiff. These aren't lawyers. These were Democrat operatives.
2: All right. Thank you, Judy. Our 888-97-Woods phone number, eight 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 ninety seven woods going to be really interesting to see because ducker Carlson released a little bit of a video uh, starting uh, just last night. His show's an hour long, take-out commercials, so it's less than that. So he only has so much that he can deliver at a time. Spence is in Cheyenne. Morning, Spence. Morning, uh, um, I need
1: to vent, and I'm, I'm a little nauseous. I, nauseous. I had to look at Whoopi Goldberg. Oh,
2: Lord, I'm TV sorry. TV a while
1: ago. You know, right. She was already doing damage control on Turbo Carlson's teeth. So the view she is already showing. on this, right? She was showing some uh, other footage that she handpicked of uh, them grabbing at some officers' uh, face masks and mm-hmm. stuff and telling people how violent and everything it was. And I just, you know, I had to grab the trash can before I. Yeah. my She's... wife would have got mad if I'd have messed up something well, yeah, on, I just keep know, into it up that, on yeah, the carpet okay. or something.
2: So uh, trying to explain all this way begins on The View then,
1: huh? Uh, Yeah, like I said, I was just, it just happened to be on that station. I was looking through, just looking at her, you know, I probably won't be able to eat. No, probably not. No,
2: I would say if you're walking into the room and that show is on the air, somebody should warn you, you know, so you have a chance to make an escape, and so you don't just walk in and get your eyes blasted with that. It's like pouring bleach into your eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. All
2: right.
1: And the other thing, uh, I still think you ought to have a contest uh, for the best uh, leftist or Democrat to calls in and, and give the best defense of Biden and his policies in right. this administration. You know, with the with prize being a trip to, uh, you know, Venezuela, yes, North right, right. Korea. <laughs> uh <laughs> Somewhere like that,
2: you know. All right. Great call, Spence. Hey. I appreciate it. 9 15, wake up, Wyoming.
1: Your day
0: with Glenn Woods. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030, K2 Radio.
2: 21's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. I like the other calls did. 888-97 was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven woods So there's a documentary out there showing, you know, they want to push us what they call net zero energy, which means no carbon emissions. As if CO2 is actually a pollutant and doing harm, which I've talked extensively about why it's not, but okay. Documentary shows net zero energy transition would cost about $1.1 million for every adult in America. Hmm. From Cowboy State Daily. I like this article. New documentary is trying to start the conversation about climate change and the enormous cost of eliminating what they call fossil fuels. I call them organic fuels, but all right. A Climate Conversation premiered Heartland Institute International Conference on Climate Change in Orlando February 24th. The film doesn't dispute the so-called 97% scientific consensus, which it should have because that's garbage. It disputes the idea that global warming is producing catastrophic outcomes that justify the cost of transitioning away from organic fuels. Ron Stein, co-author of the Pulitzer Prize-nominated book, Clean Energy Exploitations, and registered professional engineer and energy consultant, is among those featured in the documentary. So he told Cowboy State Daily the documentary accomplishes what it set out to do. Quote, there's two sides to every story, and what you want to hear is both sides. And with that information, you make a decision on the way you want to go. That was really the intent of the documentary, he said. It's got to be a conversation, which, by the way, the other side doesn't want. Of course, the science is settled. The debate is over. Yada, yada. It says it's generally understood there's a scientific consensus on climate change. Now, again, that is garbage. There is not. But anyway, they go into that for just a bit. Then they start talking about the cost. How much would it cost to do what they want us to do? In just North America alone, it would be about $1.1 million for every single adult. I hope you have the money. Paul is in Cheyenne. Hello, Paul.
8: Hey, there. Hey, I'm just going to kind of have a little thing here on the eagles and the wind turbines and yeah. and all the, you know, fowl out there and everything. Mm-hmm. Has anybody taken, like, the railroad task, for instance, for the amount of birds that they kill, the amount of eagles they kill, and hawks? Yeah. Everybody's concerned about the turbines. I don't hear anybody complaining about all the wildlife the trains kill, all of the birds or anything. Everybody keeps talking about all these eagles. Union Pacific, Burlington Northern, everybody else kills eagles left and right too. Sure, but there's no concern. Nobody's raising right. the big thing, and, and even you, when You know, and I like you because you take things to task. I hear you complain about everything else, but through all these other industries, it's well they get the pass. Well, railroads get a pass left and okay. right like anything.
2: Let's let's go ahead and okay. extend Sorry. what you're talking about. Then we got to go ahead and take okay. on automobiles. And truck drivers, because you know mm-hmm. the animals cross the road and they kill those animals yep. too. And yet we don't want to cancel out truck drivers or automobiles. And so we certainly don't hear anything about that, do we?
8: Correct. Well, but what I'm saying is, like with the wind turbines, we know that there's flaws with them. Yeah. We know that there's some pluses and minuses. And you know, everything's changing. You know, we've we've went from horse and buggy yeah. to where we've got you know vehicles and we've traveled off, uh, off of our planet. But right. you know, things will evolve. But right now, you know, it's still that the wind turbines are the most evil thing. But before the wind turbines, we had the windmills that pumped water for our livestock.
2: Yeah. Well, now, the ones that pump water for the livestock, they weren't doing what these big ones are doing. Those are much smaller, and I don't recall any birds or anything dying because of them. They're so much smaller. What happens with the yeah. big turbines is they're so big and they're actually, they look like they're moving slow. They're not. And they create a vortex. And these big soaring birds feel that and think, hey, I'm going to ride this, you know, the, what I'm feeling, the turbulence I'm feeling, right? And they end up actually getting drawn into it. And by the time the bird realizes it, it's, too, it's just too late. But I do hear you on, see, what I want, Paul, is consistency on this. Why yes, is it yes. that okay, when a that. yeah when a bird dies near an oil well, they go after that oil company, I mean, big time. But if a bird dies mm-hmm. because of a wind turbine, they give a 30-year permit to kill birds. Now, that is really inconsistent, and I think, to me anyway, that's just really bothersome and upsetting. Yes, and and I'm with you on
8: that. That's okay. the way, like I said, the railroads get passes left and right, and it sure. just gets
2: Yeah, I want consistency. Yeah, I want consistency. Okay. All
8: right. I okay. I can agree with you on that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate
2: it. Yeah. No, I do want consistency because when 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 I first moved to Wyoming a while back, there was some oil rig. I don't remember where, but it was an oil rig where some uh, a bird, uh, and I'm forgetting what kind, uh, but something apparently pretty good size was found dead. And it was because the pool, you know, those that are into business, you understand. There's that retention pool for the other liquids you pull out and so on. Okay. That retention pool, a bird had gotten into that and died. So the oil company pulled the bird out and did everything it was supposed to do. Notified authorities, all of it. And boy, were they treated. I mean, the fines... To start with, they were really treated poorly, I think, by your federal government because that one bird was found in that retention water near the oil well. Even though the company did everything it was told to do in the way it built the retention pond, in the way it reported it, they did everything that was demanded of them. And wow, were they punished for that one dead bird. Yet, when when birds and bats fly into wind turbines and get killed in large numbers, we give them a 30-year pass. Huh. And then, you know, again, inconsistency here. Who are we gonna punish and who are we not gonna punish based on what? Based on the conversation we just had. Do you take every car off the road? Every truck off the road? How about some consistency here? But the fact that these wind turbines do kill birds and bats in such large number, I don't know why they just haven't redesigned them. There's many other different designs that would work really well, and birds wouldn't get caught up in them. A double helix design, for example. There's many different ways to build these things where birds would not get caught up in them. Why aren't they doing that if they care so much and they say that they care so much? All right. Anyway, Paul, great conversation. Thanks for the call. Coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into another segment of Open Phones. Let's Wake Up Wyoming.
0: soggy morning porch paper. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio.
2: Nine thirty six 6 the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Thanks to the gentleman who called. I didn't know what to call it. He said a, uh, a retention pond. It's a reserve pit. So in other words, when you see an oil well pumping away and there's... A little pit, and there's liquid in it. That's a reserve pit. Okay. And I've heard people explain to me what they use them for. It's just been so long since I talked about it. But thanks for the correction there. But, yeah, I just don't like the idea. And I've read many stories, not just from within Wyoming, but other states as well, when wildlife will die anywhere near an oil well, a gas well. And, you know, of course, here comes the government bearing down on him for such a horrible... How dare you kill that bird? In some cases, the death of the bird may not be related to the oil or gas well, but they're still punished for it. I've seen that happen. And yet we go ahead and give a pass to wind turbines for killing birds. That's my problem here. I would like to see some consistency in this, but I would also love to have the question answered. Hey, those people in the wind industry, if you're really so concerned and you should be, then let's go ahead and change the way those things are made. All right. Again, I've seen a double helix design work a whole lot better. All right, There's other ways to build this if you want to go ahead and give give it a try. But what you're doing right now, currently, is not good for the bird or bat population. So, all right. Next story up that I have for you here, and I'm going to probably spend more time on this tomorrow, just considering the time I have left in the program. Get a load of this. So, for most of us, the whole COVID thing and mask wearing... We're over it. I still see the occasional person walking around wearing a mask out there. And we've discussed the various reasons as to why they might be whatever. San Francisco, wear a mask or don't wear a mask. It says they say wear a mask or go to prison is the headline. California COVID emergency will be expiring at the beginning of next month. And this apparently is freaking out some San Francisco public health establishment types. Both mass and vaccine mandates will expire, including for healthcare facilities. Few people are aware of this, but the CDC's own healthcare mask requirements were dropped months ago, back in September of 2022, in fact. Chances are, if you've been required to wear a mask to enter a doctor's office or a similar facility wearing a mask, it's a state facility, for example, that requires it. CDC no longer does. San Francisco's health officer, Susan Phillips, knows better. And she has issued an order that mass, at a crime, or it's, it's a crime to enter any of the 15 types of facilities that include health care facilities, prison, long-term care facilities, or 12 other similar institutions without a well-fitted mask. A crime. A crime, meaning you would go to jail we're not wearing that mask, and say I have a public health notice, city of uh, and uh, city and county of San Francisco, Department of Public Health, order of the health officer. And say mandatory masking of personal uh, personnel in healthcare and jail settings. Please read carefully. This is following the science they say. Yeah, well. The science behind masking has always been weak and you know, inconsistent at best. So when COVID hit though, suddenly, the Surgeon General was instructing people how to make masks out of t-shirts. Even though it's been shown, making a mask out of a t-shirt does pretty much nothing. And only, well, some people think that they're promoting those paper masks, which do very little, if anything at all too. San Francisco, a city where the only science anybody respects is uh, chemistry, the story says, since it's used to make meth and fentanyl. Now, that's where the author's just being a jerk, and I appreciate him for doing that. But, okay, you get the idea. If you're in the city of San Francisco, they're not done with the whole masking thing yet, even though it was dropped back in 2022. So, okay, and we can get into the whole mask debate thing again here, but why would they say that if you don't wear it in certain places you're going to jail are they having that much of a problem there in the city i don't recall that they are Uh, maybe i can go ahead and check the numbers to see are they having some big outbreak of covid there in san francisco i don't recall that they are but apparently that's something they just don't want to let go of in that city so the health officer there is ordering under penalty of arrest and i want to know I I don't know what the rules are there. Does she have the authority to create such an order under penalty of arrest? Is that the way they have their law set up there, that she can make such an order under penalty of arrest, that one person? Or do they actually have to go through a process where they have to, you know, elected officials, vote on things? Or do we have just one health official issuing an order under penalty of arrest. That would really be disturbing. But that would be San Francisco for you. 942, wake up Wyoming.
0: Wake up Wake up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-Woods. 947
2: in time. It's wake up Wyoming. Off we go to the Icebox. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, first off, from a listener, someone wanted to know why the preps and wild preps.
4: Why the preps and Y-O preps? Yeah, Because prep is a word for pre, so prep means high school.
2: Oh, okay, so while high school. Yeah, Wyoming Basically. high school. Gotcha, yeah. okay, that makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. Now, then there's this one here, Frank. Preparatory, um, preparatory. Preparatory, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, now, um, so this is from Billings, Montana. Ooh. And this is our friend down the hallway, Colby, who just posted this. It's a picture of a $20 bill, Frank, Okay, yeah. and it's being sent to the public library with a note.
4: Yes, what does the note I say? Saw,
2: I stole a Playboy magazine from the <laughs> library circa 1977 time period. Uh, this occurred when I was a teenager. And I'd like to make amends by giving twenty dollars to the library. Please accept this gift.
4: <laughs> Nobody told me back back then that the Playboy magazine was in the library. No, uh, why didn't they say anything? It was okay. How old were you back then? What, what year was that's, this?
2: Uh, Seventy-seven.
4: I'm uh, fourteen. Okay, that's some why some they didn't that. tell you. <laughs> well, why not? Is this just... I I just want to, you know, I want (sighs) to go to the reference desk. desk. Yes, you're reading. Do you have Playboy?
2: They had sports articles then. Of course. Of course, you could have read sports articles. Yes. Yeah, they had great. News article fiction writers like one of my favorite Jack Kerouac wrote, yeah, to yeah, there, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and all yeah, all sorts of stuff. Like that. I don't see what the problem was, no, you know? no, you
4: yeah. know, um, expert yeah, photography, right? right. You know. and,
2: and you learn about things exactly. Frank, as you're getting older, so that's learn.
4: why that is in yeah. the library to begin right. with. Yes. And they, why did they tell me
2: at 14 years old, boys want to solve certain mysteries, and Playboy helped solve those mysteries?
4: Well, the mystery was, Where was the Playboy magazine exactly. in the library?
2: Now, d- now, I do remember the controversy of when Playboy started to arrive in libraries and some communities just went, oh, hell oh, no, yeah, we're not yeah, doing, yeah. That what are you doing that here. That was yeah. a big stink. Now today, I don't know. I haven't gone to a library in such a long time. I don't know, do they still have that in what section of the library? I know there's a lot of controversial books in libraries right now. I do know that when the daughter of uh, what's his name from Playboy magazine Oh, Hugh Hefner? Hugh Hefner, yeah. She took over the magazine after he retired and died. And Frank? Yeah. She took the pictures out. Why? Doesn't that sort of kill the magazine?
4: That's what I would think, unless yeah. you want to read about the sports.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Why? Who wants to sit there and read all of those boring articles by Jack Kerouac? I mean, what yeah, the hell? Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, she kind of... I don't know if the magazine's even still around. I'll have to go ahead and look it up. they still
4: printing that thing? I, I, I don't... You know, to be honest with you, I have no idea. Okay. I, I know that the company got rid of all their... Uh, you know, they're clubs. Pictures,
2: yes, clubs, pictures, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Playboy clubs used to be all over the place. It was really a big deal.
4: Yeah, with the Playboy bunnies.
2: Yeah, that's right. That was a huge thing way back then. But then Not
4: anymore, no.
2: Now today. Well, today with the internet, do you really need to get a magazine in a plain brown wrapper? at your house so nobody knows what you're getting the magazine for? No, not with today's internet. You can just go ahead and look at whatever you want and-
4: But you're not gonna get the kind of sports writing you're gonna get in a
2: And Frank, the thrill of sneaking into the library when no one's looking to find where they're hiding it.
4: Yes, you're on the hook. Women's College Basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will play Colorado State tonight in the second round of the Mountain West Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Cowgirls earned their 21st win of the year, picking up a win over San Jose State, 72-57 last night in Vegas. The Cowgirls were the number two seed in the tournament, and they got a career-high 24 points from Melina Peterson, with Allison Furtick contributing 13 points and 11 rebounds. Tonight's game, Board Award number three, that was started at 8.30 from the Thomas and Mack Center. Should be an interesting game, as the uh, CSU is the third seed in the the semifinal round game. The Wyoming Cowboys will take on New Mexico in the Mountain West Conference tournament tomorrow. The Pokes are 9-21 and on the year. New Mexico, after starting the year 14-0, totally collapsed in league play with a record of 8-10, but they are 21-10 and overall. That's a 5 p.m. start tomorrow for Vegas. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Junior college basketball, the Region 9 tournaments will start on Thursday. The Casper College men will host this year's tourney, and they are the number one seed from the North. They'll take on Lamar at 7 p.m. on Thursday. The C men from Cheyenne will play Western Nebraska at 5 p.m. on Thursday. The region 9 women's tournament will be in Scotts Bluff. The Casper College women are a number one seed. They're ranked 15th in the country. They'll play NJC at 230 on Thursday. The LCCC women play Otero at 12:30 on Thursday. And those tournaments will run through Saturday. The state 3A and 4A high school basketball tournaments will start Thursday in Casper. The 4A boys bracket: the first round games will be at Natrona County High School. Cheyenne East will play Jackson on the first round at noon. Star Valley and Campbell County at 1:30. Riverton versus Laramie at 4:30, and Thunder Basin takes on Cody at 9. The 4A girls first round also at Natrona on Thursday. Green River and Sheridan will start things off at 9 a.m. Thunder Basin and Kelly Walsh at 10:30. Cheyenne East and Star Valley at 4:30, and Cody meets Campbell County at six. The 3A games in the first round on Thursday will be at the Ford Center for the boys, Lyman and Wheatland at noon. Douglas and Lovell at 1.30. Buffalo will play Powell at 7.30. The late game on Thursday at 9pm will have Warland meeting Torrington. For the 3A girls in the Ford Center on Thursday, the first game in the 9am, uh, Douglas and Powell. Then Lyman and Torrington at 10.30. Pinedale will take on Newcastle at 4.30. And at 6 o'clock, Buffalo will meet Mountain View. The semifinals of the 3A-4A tournament will be on Friday, and the finals will be on Saturday at the Ford Center beginning at 3.30. That's it in sports.
2: Fine. Finals, semifinals, boy, they're, they're really getting closer, aren't they?
4: This is this is the end of the winter season for the high schoolers. Okay. Now, <laughs> the following week track and field and soccer will begin. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And uh, what do you think the chances of that happening, (laughs) considering Um, our snowfall and the the winter we have had so far? Okay.
2: But can't they do all of that indoors? Aren't there indoor facilities? Well, no,
4: because they have indoor track, then they move outdoors. You know, Fresh air is a good Good. thing.
2: Fresh air. Can't they snow just is not. go down someplace? Can, can we just move them to a state that they don't have all well, this snow? You know, we just no. have to
4: wait and be all patient. Right, be
2: patient. And, well, you know, you're talking teenagers, Frank. So good luck with that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of, and we're gonna roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Great calls today and great messages over the app. Appreciate it. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
6: feel like